a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome. I hope you had a just wonderful Independence Day, a July 4th break a little bit. Hope you enjoyed family, friends, fireworks, and also thought a little bit about the meaning of liberty in America, which I think is obviously the reason for the holiday, the celebration of our our country's history, where we declared independence from England uh, 242 years ago this year. I want to talk a little bit about what that battle was like. You know, I, I have thought many times in, in my speaking and publicly, I talk about this a lot. There could have been people back then at the, at the time of the founding who griped about King George, griped about the taxes, definitely had the clarity to recognize they weren't being treated fairly, didn't want to have to deal with England, didn't like that England was restricting their movements, didn't like England was trying to force America to pay for the French and Indian War. We, we were getting taxed without representation. But all those people in New England could have said, dang it, I'm kind of mad about this, and done nothing. They could have done nothing. They could have decided it's just not worth the fight. I don't want to take a risk. I don't want my family to be harmed. I don't want me to be harmed. I don't want to take a risk challenging England. So the better course is just to keep writing letters and to keep sailing someone over to England once in a while to try to talk again to King George or his representatives. At some point, the people said back then in 1776, we have a right to liberty. America and this, this show, my radio show, America Can We Talk, is dedicated to preserving the unique, extraordinary idea that is America, founded on the God-given right to each individual to pursue our, our life, liberty, and our version of happiness, pursuing our version of happiness. That's what America is all about. So here we are in 2018. And, you know, it's a pretty big holiday. We, we happened to go out of town, met with our, uh, got to go with our, my husband got to go with our kids and some family and had a really great break. But, you know, the holiday was packed. It was exciting. And you had fireworks and family, all the kind of stuff. But it got me thinking so much about how today in 2018, we are in a battle for the future of freedom in America. That's what we need to think about not just in the 2018 midterm elections coming up in November, but for many, many elections going forward, that the battle today is not really between two political parties. I mean, it is, and and maybe some fringe third parties here and there, but it's, it's not really just between two political parties. It's between those who understand the idea of liberty that America was founded on and who have the backbone, the courage, the determination to continue to fight for it. That's what the midterms are about this year. As few examples, if just what I mean by this, you may think is a little bit hyperbole. It is not. It is exactly what this election is about, is who believes in liberty and who doesn't. There have been commentators writing, again, this election cycle, I mean, this July 4th, about how America's lost the spirit of liberty. We don't have fighters anymore. We don't have people who understand its importance. America's lost, but at least let's be the last one, you know, fight till the end. The idea of liberty is never lost, even if we've surrendered some of it. We have our big, big government in Washington is an infringement of our liberty. But the battle lines I would just describe for you, because we get to be in a battle without bullets and without bombs, but with the battle of ideas, 
the battle of liberty versus tyranny, the battle of freedom versus socialism, and that's what is on the agenda this fall. Just as quick examples, the GOP side, the conservatives, want secure borders and a lawful, orderly immigration system. The left, the Democrat Party, wants to abolish ICE. They support open borders, amnesty for everyone, making citizenship a meaningless idea. We, conservatives, Republicans, the GOP side, we want an economy humming along as it is. Great job numbers were out, by the way, again this week, created by free markets. And these new numbers will come out will make you just should make a red-blooded American happy. Didn't make the Democrats happy. They have a lot to complain about. But on the left, the American left, they want the socialist tactic of government-created jobs. That's what their agenda is. It's what they're trying to sell. They are actually griping about the good economic numbers, the good job numbers. We, on the conservative side, GOP side, want rule of law and judges who follow the Constitution. The American left want judges who will put in place policies from the bench that they couldn't get through in an elected body. We want a country, GOP, conservative side, want a country based on political debate centered around principles and ideas. The American left want a divided, hyphenated, perpetual battleground between individuals divided by race and ethnicity. It's never about ideas on the American left. We, on our side, support a vigorous protection of free speech. Democrats want to control and limit speech and silence speech they don't like. And I'll give you an example of that very quickly. Just as last week, the United States Supreme Court issued two rulings that touched on free speech, that protected free speech. And the, act- the dissent of a Supreme Court justice, Elena Kagan, was along the lines of saying that the conservatives had weaponized the First Amendment. What she means is... People dared to say we're going to protect the First Amendment, even for people that liberals don't agree with. And that was not okay with a Supreme Court justice. I have three points to make. We are right. The conservative side is right. And we are winning with the American public. I'll tell you more about that after the break. The battle is going to go on between those who love freedom and those who love government control forever. We always have to be in this battle. We must overcome the temptation to say, I'm not voting for somebody because of personality or appearance. We have to vote for the ideas that matter. And when I come back after this break, I'll tell you all about that. Come right back. Our military and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org. Do you dream of a better world? One where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope. The freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. 
At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with Five Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org. F-I-V-E talents.org. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and consider lending FIRE your support. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. Say, folks, if you're listening on Facebook Live, which I love if you are, I want to tell you, we always play, we do a segment and we cut off and we come back so that you don't, you're not listening to four minutes of commercials. But right here on Facebook Live, if you're listening, please come back. It's a two-hour show, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. Whole thing's going out on Facebook Live. Love having you join us. I try to remember to say that at the end of the segments, but I, I never remember. Okay, I want to turn to this walk-away movement. And you've probably been reading about this. I have a pretty, I have the original YouTube announcement by a, I believe he's a New York City gay hairdresser who started this, or at least he launched this walk-away movement, essentially saying he's walking away from the Democrat Party because their ideas don't work. 
because he's tired of their manipulation, their deception, their dishonesty. He couldn't say it better than than I can. So I want you to hear him. And then we're going to talk about how significant this walkaway movement, because it's not really just a a petty little, uh, you know, back and forth. They didn't give me a policy, the precise one I wanted. It's a much bigger picture critique of left-wing America, something I could have said, but coming from this young man who is a former Democrat, it's pretty powerful. So this, I believe, Greg, we have clip three. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. Well, to be honest, less than a year ago, I was still a liberal. I became a liberal because I felt I'd found a tribe whose values aligned with my own. I staunchly reject racism of any kind. I reject the marginalization of any human being based off of their gender or sexual orientation. I reject tyrannical groupthink. I reject a system which allows an ambitious, misinformed, and dogmatic mob to suppress free speech, create false narratives, and apathetically steamroll over the truth. I reject the acceptance of junk science and superstition to advance ideological agendas. I reject hate. These are the reasons why I became a liberal. And these are the same reasons why I am now walking away. For years now, I have watched as the left has devolved into intolerant, inflexible, illogical, hateful, misguided, ill-informed, un-American, hypocritical, menacing, callous, ignorant, narrow-minded, and at times, blatantly fascistic behavior and rhetoric. Liberalism has been co-opted and absorbed by the very characteristics it claims to fight against. For years now, I've watched as people on the left have become anesthetized to their own prejudices and bigotry, and the prejudices and bigotry of those around them who echo their values. I have watched as formerly sensible people who claim to reject racism have come to embrace the principles of universally hating and blaming all of society's problems on all people who have white skin. I have witnessed the irony of advocacy for gender equality morph into blatant hatred and intolerance of men and masculinity. I have seen the once earnest fight for equality for the LGBT community mutate into an illogical demonization of heteronormativity and the push to vilify and attack our conventional concepts of gender. These same self-proclaimed victims of intolerance now turning on the gay community that they attached themselves to to advance their agenda, now calling gay people privileged and themselves victims of injustice. I have watched as the left has allowed themselves to become hypnotized by false narratives and conclusions perpetuated by social justice warriors who misrepresent and misconstrue facts, evidence, and events to confirm their own biases that everyone who does not comply with their prejudicial conclusions and follow their orders is a racist, a bigot, a Nazi, a white supremacist, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, misogynistic, and alt-right extremist. And I've watched as they've used these heartless and carelessly assigned labels to intimidate, threaten, bully, silence, attack, unemploy, blacklist, and destroy anybody who dares to fight back. They'll come for me, and then they'll come for you. And worst of all, the Democratic Party and the liberal media has embraced, affirmed, aided, and abetted this cult ideology. In an effort to gain voters and maintain power, the Democratic Party that I once loved has joined forces with the extremist left. The Democratic Party and the liberal media now believe their own ill-gotten conclusions and have ominously decided that they, and only they, know the remedy for society's ills. The left has decided that the solution to problems with race relations in America is more racism. 
The left believes that attacking, insulting, and dehumanizing one group of people elevates another. The left now believes that there are no boundaries when telling lies, omitting the truth, or misrepresenting facts when telling the news, because their end justifies their means. The left has now decided that its point of view is the only acceptable one, and that suppressing, censoring, and banning open dialogue and debate is virtuous and progressive. The Democratic Party has adopted a deleterious belief system, happily and without skepticism, separating people into groups based off of identity, and then organizing them into camps of victims and oppressors. If you are a person of color, an LGBT person, a woman, or an American immigrant, the Democratic Party wants you to know that you are a victim and destined to stay that way. They will insist that you are a victim doomed to exist within a system that is rigged against you, that you are a victim of systemic oppression, that you are a victim of your circumstances, and that no amount of hard work or motivational action will ever allow you to overcome your victimhood or the privilege of those around you. This is perhaps the Democratic Party's greatest and most insidious lie. But if you are a minority in America today, the left-wing politicians and the liberal media don't want you to ever discover this lie. So they bombard us with stories designed to reinforce the narrative that you are in danger, that you cannot succeed. They manipulate your fears and concerns by telling you that you are disadvantaged, disempowered, and disposable to everyone except them. They will tell you that you need them. They will tell you that you are only safe under their supervision. They will promise to liberate you from all that chains you. And then, they will do absolutely nothing for you. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. But liberalism has changed, and I will no longer be a part of an ideology or political party that represents everything that contradicts my values of unity, equal opportunity, personal empowerment, compassion, and love. So I am walking away. And I encourage all of you to do the same. Walk away. Okay, I feel like I should say, okay, show's over. <laughs> I mean, that was the original, this young man's name is Brandon Straka. I believe it's Brandon Straka. And he's a young, he is a, uh, believe, a New York City hairdresser, happens to be gay. And this was the, this powerful video. I mean, it's a, it was a long thing to play, I know, on my show. And I hated to take that much time, but... You have to hear the passion, the energy, the conviction, the how well informed he was. He's not going to be manipulated anymore by the Democrat Party. And you should, I mean, I'm going to just fill you in with some details of the astounding thing he has kicked off that has that given right, given he started this, or and others might say they participated in getting it started. But this is now on a roll. This is on a roll among young and, and uh, voters and older voters, people of every race, ethnicity, national origin, gender identity, uh, whatever category you want to make, these this walk away is catching fire. And the reason it's catching fire is the same reason I was <laughs> the things I was talking about in the first show, uh, segment of the show, which is the Democrat Party does not stand for anything. They do not solve anything. They stand for division. They stand for creating 
uh, competition and and suspicion within American society, pitting groups against group, people against people. I'm going to just tell you a few other people who joined this walkaway movement. There was a young person uh, who talked about how she was treated by the Democrats. She said, she wrote, I chose to walk away when feminists attacked me for being a rape victim who questioned the rape culture narrative. Talk about this many times in my show, Rape Culture Narrative, another fantasy of the American left, claiming I don't care about other victims and that I want others to suffer the same trauma I had experienced. So she's a rape victim herself, mocked by the left-wing feminists for not agreeing with every single thing they say. So she's a walk away. Another one, I'm an immigrant from a third world country legally. I voted for Obama when I became a citizen. I saw how being PC is only for optics. We need action. And that's what I see in 45, referring to President Trump. I value our laws and our nation. I needed to walk away from those who don't. Profound stuff that's coming out, profound realizations. And the beauty of Twitter and Facebook is that, and, and YouTube, these are coming out unfiltered by the Democrat media mob who would like to minimize, categorize, dismiss, ignore these people. Um, another one I want to quickly share with you. Oh, you know, I'm going to run out of time here. There's about 25 more I'd like to share with you, but I can't do it because we're almost out of time. But I do want to encourage you. I'm going to talk a little bit about this, more about this when I come back from this because this is very exciting on the GOP side that people are waking up to the the, the meaninglessness, the, the, the vacuity, the, the manipulation, the ugliness of the American left. But they are going to walk away because of what they've seen. We have to give them a reason to walk toward us. And I'll tell you about that after we come back. Come right back. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony List, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. 
go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. Don't you just love that music? I just love our music. Because Krista Branch is the singer. Her husband is the songwriter and the lyrics writer. She's a singer. Just beautiful. And it's really a symbol. Uh, the music is a symbol or a signal of what we're trying to say in this show is that you are America. Everybody who's paying attention politically, who loves this country, who loves liberty, needs to be the spokesperson for it. This is a great segue into what I want to talk about this segment. So you got... A lot of uh, waking up on the American left. We're going to talk in the second hour about Candace Owens. Huge waking up thing she's doing within the black community in America. I mean, just making the lips crazy. But this walk away movement is people waking up to the reality that liberal ideas don't help anyone. In fact, they hurt people. They're false promises that the American left has worked for 40 plus years to divide America and to offer solutions that aren't solutions, that don't help anything, and people are waking up. I wanted to share a couple other of these because it's a really good walk-away little post people did um, on, um, uh, on Twitter that were included in several of the articles about this. Uh, one was a person who just said, um, I was a delegate for Sanders when I was awoken, I'm not sure that's a, a word, but anyway, to all the corruption, manipulation, and shadiness of the DNC, I lost all faith in the MSM, mainstream media. Immediately after that, my eyes were opened. I voted for real change and to 
M-A-G-A, MAGA, Make America Great Again. So that's a walkaway person, Sanders delegate to the DNC convention, becoming, walking away from the Democrats, becoming a Trump supporter. And this is actually a really cool thing about Don Trump not being so closely allied and tied to the Republican Party, to the RNC, because it makes some people who thought maybe they didn't like the Republicans think, but, you know, but what he's doing works. At some point, they just don't care that much. If it turns out that, you know, the guy who's in the White House who's doing things that are bringing jobs, that are strengthening our economy, boosting the consumer confidence, making America safer and more secure, you know, uh, just blossoming the economy, they're not saying, they're not, they're just saying, oh, it's Trump, I see that. So these policies he's bringing They're figuring out these are Republican policies. These are what Republicans have been saying for decades work and Trump is doing it and they're working. So that happened last one. Um, My best friend, this is the last tweet about walk away. And I want to talk to you about we have to be doing on our side, the conservative side. My best friend is gay. When he said he was going independent, many of his friends said he was part of the problem. He became GOP and he made sense. So I followed Walk away. Okay, this walk away thing is great. And but I, as I say, you know, there's a the the efforts of the Democrat media mob to villainize, to paint the GOP, the Republican Party, conservatives, white people, you know, successful people, business owners as horrible, evil, awful, hateful, misogynistic, blah, 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 blah. Those words, as you heard that walk away guy say, they have had an impact. So as we are seeing people walking away from the Democrat Party, we on our side, we have to be selling what it is that we stand for. We cannot just count on the candidates, the elected officials, the official party spokespersons. We individual every day, America loving, freedom loving, conservative people need to be selling what it is we stand for, because what we stand for is is what works, first of all, what we stand for works. And second of all, what we stand for is exactly what the founding of America was all about. Individual freedom, God-given rights to live a life of freedom without the government in your face at every turn of your life. The Democrat Party has morphed into, as that young man put it on his uh, walkaway video, you know, they have just, they have morphed into and they have just merged with the... um, They have walked away and merged and become, sorry, I had a glitch in my phone there, uh, uh, and merged with the, the Democrat Party has merged with the radical left. That's who they are. That's who they are. So we need to show with a contrast of who we are. We're the party that is, despite effort, decades of efforts to the left to claim, we, we are not the party of racism. The American left is. We're the party of accepting all people embracing the ideas of our founding, the ideas of America. You know, and I, I tell you that, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this walkway movement, but I'm also a little bit hesitant. And I want to just put a huge uh, word of caution there, uh, which is that there's, you know, there's always the, the back and forth in American politics. I was reminded how James Carville, you might recall, in 2009, after President Obama won uh, his uh, presidential election, uh, James Carville, the Democrat, you know, creepy Democrat, um, uh, you know, co- consultant, advisor, blather speaker, um, he wrote a book. He says, 
40 more years how the Democrats will rule the next generation. So keep in mind, just 2009, not even 10 years ago yet, the Democrats were so inspired by their victory of Obama that they thought they would rule America for the next 40 years. At least Carville thought that. So I'm excited about this walkway movement because I think there's substance to it. There's depth to it. There's realization about policies that matter and whether they work or don't work. But our job as as conservatives, as Republicans, as patriots, as people who love liberty, love the founding ideas of America, is to sell those ideas. I want to mention something, too, about uh, socialism. There have been some recent, uh, the victory we talked about just uh, last week or two weeks ago, the young woman who ran against a long-term incumbent Democrat, um, it challenged him in a primary in New York and actually beat him. She uh, is a young woman, I uh, can't find her name quickly enough, Ocasio, I can't think of it. Anyway, Cortez, anyway, point is, she ran uh, against an incumbent Democrat and she ran on a very open socialist platform. Very open. Yeah, baby, I'm a socialist. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm all about it. She wants free everything for everybody. You know, free health care and free college and guaranteed job and blah, blah, blah. Her name, her last name is Ocasio-Cortez. So it's interesting because Bernie Sanders obviously ran as a socialist. He got some people interested in politics again. She ran as a socialist. Then there was in Minnesota the need to fill the seat uh, that is to be vacated by Keith Ellison. And in Minnesota, the person who won that Democrat nomination is also a professed socialist. So we need to use this on our side. Socialism hurts people, especially poor people, especially people of, uh, of poverty, people who are and people of color. Socialism hurts the most people. Freedom blesses the most people. Freedom blesses everyone. In America, a very recent poll, Rasmussen on socialism, pointed out among likely voters in 2018, 74% of likely U.S. voters prefer free markets over socialism. Only 13% said socialism is better. You wonder where these 13% are, but anyway. So to make the point, selling freedom... Being the party, get out there and say it. Don't just count on the candidates, elected officials. You say it to your friends. The Democrat Party has gone off the reservation. They are no longer on the, in the American arena of ideas. They are in the Cuba arena of ideas, the Venezuela arena of ideas. Socialism is evil, and, th- and we have to tag it. Stick it like glue with glue to every Democrat candidate or make him or her denounce it. Ask the Democrats running in your district. And, and my, my district here, we're represented by Republican in Congress, but it's got pretty, you know, I guess quasi-cool Democrat challenger. Everyone should be asking, every Democrat in this country, do you really support socialism? Make them either denounce these nutcases or stand with them and stick them with that label. Same thing is true of this abolish ICE nonsense. Abolish ICE is now an actual movement. Abolish ICE is an actual movement because there's one, this woman in New York, there's Ocasio, I'm sorry, I lose her name all the time, Um, Ocasio-Cortez, the woman who won that Democrat primary, she came out, abolish ICE, actually get rid of the department that enforces immigration laws. And this is another issue. We have to stand like 
we have to stand up to every Democrat candidate and say, do you support that? Do you want to abolish ICE? Do you really think that's what we should do? And if they, they either got to say, no, that's crazy, as actually former DHS um, head under Obama, Jay Johnson, even came out this week in a Wall Street Journal editorial and said, ah, you know, we can't be talking about abolish ICE. That's a little bit crazy. Make them answer. Do they actually support abolishing ICE? I'm okay if they do. Run on that. But recognize, again, on abolishing ICE, a vast majority of Americans do not want to have ICE abolished. They do think that is dangerous because they have their head on straight. So make this radical leftism of the Democrats stick and, and say what we stand for, which is legal immigration and friendly immigration and lawful immigration. It's America's needs with an actually secure border and free markets that bring the jobs we're now seeing and all celebrating. Okay, that's the midterm. We're, we're going to keep on this theme tonight about the, the battle that's coming up in 2018 because it's, it's between America and not America. And we're on the side of America. But when we come back, I want to talk to you about what's happening to Congressman Jim Jordan by the left smear machine. You got to get the facts straight. Come back. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, Go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org. America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldiers deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. 
and you can help. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dream. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and get involved today. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. Wow, I, I, I feel like I'm so high energy. I, first of all, I'm so glad. I love talking with you every Sunday night. I love having you listen. I'm so grateful for this show, for the opportunity to talk with you. I love get your feet, getting your feedback. If you want to email me, you can always email me at americacanwetalk at gmail.com. If you can follow me on Twitter, it's at Debbie Can We Talk. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, uh, please feel free to comment, uh, send me messages. Many of the listeners comment. Um, and as long as you don't say any bad words, you don't even have to agree with me. I just love talking. I love talking about preserving this precious, precious country. Also want to thank 660 AM. I love being on air in Dallas here at 660 AM. Also love being on air in Colorado Springs at AM 1460 and FM 101.1 The Answer. Colorado Springs listeners, hello. Thank you so much for listening. And also on 660 AM, The Patriot in Phoenix. Love talking with you every week. And I want this to be a conversation. It should be a conversation kind of in perpetuity going on in this country about what it means to preserve liberty. Because it's always ultimately what the issue is, is are we going to preserve the American style liberty that we were gifted to us from our, our ancestors, from our forebears in America, from the founders of America, or are we going to surrender and just become one of the many other nations in this world that simply surrenders to big government control, socialism, government control of your life, and just and you kind of live in the way you're told to live in the place you're told to live, and you, you spend your life saluting to whatever the government tells you to think. We're better than that. We can't do that here. I also want to say thank you to our sponsor uh, of this show. Um, we, I just couldn't do the show without them, so very, very grateful for GC Works. GC Works is a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Thank you to them. Okay. There is a huge thing going on in Washington relating to Congressman Jim Jordan. I happen to have been privileged to meet him a couple of times. I don't know him well. I have a friend who does know him well and who's been in touch with. 
I just want to say, if, to back up, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan has been in, in the United States Congress since uh, 19, since 2006. Since 2006. Prior to that, he was in the Ohio General Assembly from 1995 on. Before that, he was an assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State University from 1986 to 1994. Jim Jordan is among the founders of the Freedom Caucus in the U.S. Congress. He is a hero to conservatives. He is outspoken. He is relentless. He is working extremely hard on dealing with the profound corruption that's been uncovered within the FBI and the Department of Justice in the way they handled both the investigation of Hillary Clinton email scandal. And then after that, the way they engaged in just an attack smear job on President Trump and candidate Trump during 2016 and then President Trump after. And this Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, has been relentless and he is among the most knowledgeable in all of the Congress about where the bodies are hidden, where what the secrets are, what went on inside the FBI and the DOJ. This is a man extremely, extremely important to the conservative movement, to the to our dedication to digging out and forcing into the sunlight of truth what happened inside the FBI and DOJ, including holding some people even criminally accountable. It needs to happen. So now we have Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, uh, in my opinion, thank goodness, deciding to step down as Speaker of the House. He's not even running again for Congress. This is really good. He's a nice guy. I know he looks like a Boy Scout, but he's not a fighter. He's not Back in 1776, he would have been one of the people saying, can't we write another letter to King George and explain again how we don't really like these taxes and maybe he'll just, he's not a fighter. He doesn't have that spirit of, I'm going to stand up and fight. He does not have it in him. So, Speaker of the, Speaker of the House, hugely powerful, important position, is, oh, is going to be available. There are people who are interested in holding that position. Uh, one being Kevin McCarthy. Uh, a, I've forgotten his leadership title at the moment, but he's in leadership in Congress already. He is not a favorite of conservatives. In fact, he's one conservatives work very hard not to have become speaker because a speaker is a powerful, powerful job. One person whose name is being floated is Jim Jordan, Congressman Jordan. And I got to tell you, this is a guy, when you meet him, he has a very gentle demeanor. He's very polite. My friend who worked with him in Washington said he's at the Pence rule level, like won't get into an elevator alone with a woman. I mean, the guy is a stellar human being. But now that he's being considered for the Speaker of the House role, which the Democrats are out of their minds about the idea of an actually strong fighter type conservative being in that job. They're doing everything they can to make sure he doesn't get it. So there are now allegations coming out that during the time when Congressman Jordan, uh, before he was in Congress, when he was in Ohio, that he, as he was an assistant wrestling coach um, at Ohio state university, from 1986 to 1994, that there was a team doctor, Dr. Richard Strauss, who uh, apparently is, is being accused by some other, uh, some of the wrestling team. This, he was a wrestling coach. Jim Jordan was. His doctor is the doctor for the team. He's being accused of sexually harassing some of these members of the wrestling team. Okay, so now we're talking, as you you can do the math like I can, you know, we're talking like from, um, in fact, mid-1970s is when he came on. So we're talking, 
what, 25 years, 35 years, almost 45 years ago that this allegedly started. And but anyway, so this doctor who was accused of this, um, and he uh, left the school. And in, in fact, in 2005, he committed suicide. So he's no longer here to tell anything. What Congressman Jordan is being accused of is failing to protect the wrestlers, failing to speak up when this uh, alleged sexual abuse was occurring. Congressman Jordan's statement from his staff is, Congressman Jordan never saw any abuse, never heard about any abuse, and never had any abuse reported to him during his time as a coach at Ohio State. That was a statement from Congressman Jordan's communications director, Ian Fury. The three accusers, uh, and now there's a fourth, the three accusers, one is a guy named DeSabato. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about how unsavory and unreliable these accusers are. DeSabato uh, has been, you know, getting his mug on television, making the rounds on cable TV, calling Jim Jordan a liar, um, saying he did so, know all about it. Another guy is named Dunyasha, D-U-N-Y-A-S-H-A, Dunyasha Yetz, Y-A-T-T-S, also claiming this all occurred. A A third teammate who is declining to identify himself but wants in on all this. So this is a, these are allegations being made that not that Jim Jordan did anything wrong personally himself, but that he knew about this and did not report it. So let me just type of these characters whose credibility is now holding up the potential for Jim Jordan to become Speaker of the House. I don't know if he could win it anyway. I mean, Jim Jordan would be my choice if I were in Congress, but, you know, they may not They may not want a Freedom Caucus guy. They might want someone considered more centrist. I don't know. Jim Jordan would be stellar. But DeSabato, this is the first guy who's, who's making these ag- ag- accusations, this guy DeSabato. Um, number one, um, he has a long history of litigation. He sued Ohio State over a contract he had with them, um, settled out of court, um, he has another, um, he's been sued by another mixed martial arts place. He was also slapped with a $4.5 million judgment against him. This is against DeSabato, the accuser who's now trying to raise allegations of 25 plus years ago. Um, he has a, also, so he's, he's, he was sued and, and had to pay or settle with a judgment, $4.5 million judgment um, in a case. So he's, he's, a, he's a litigator. He, he gets in court and makes accusations. Second, he has a reputation of harassment and intimidation. He was arrested in February this year on charges of making threats against some guy who's a sports agent who represents another guy who had a contract with his company. He's also been accused of bullying a fallen Marine's widow. The widow, Karen Mendoza, set up a memorial fund for in her late husband's name, and she's alleging that this guy DeSabato used the money to advance his own martial arts stuff. So she's making accusations about him. He's also, DeSabato, has had previous beefs with the Jordan family. He has just been, um, he tried to make an allegation of wrongdoing against them. Ohio State looked at it and said, what are you talking about? So the guy is a false accuser, a serial false accuser. He's he's a serial litigant. So he's a problem. Okay, next guy, Dunyesha Yetz, the next wrestler who's making claims against Jim Jordan. He's actually a convicted felon and spent six to 18 months in prison after pleading guilty to federal fraud charges. But the most egregious thing about this, besides that Paul Ryan, the spineless Paul Ryan, 
is saying, well, we're gonna, you know, now that this has been raised, we have to let this be investigated. We'll let Ohio State investigate and tell us what they determine about whether Jim Jordan knew, you know, and also how can you ever prove that you that he did know? I mean, unless there was a tape record, you can't prove anything. But so this is Paul Ryan is is letting Ohio State fill this out, but Ohio State doing this investigation now, trying to answer the question whether or not Jim Jordan knew about this alleged sex harassment. You know who they hired to do the investigation? Do you guys know? Come on, raise your hand. The law firm, the same law firm that Hillary Clinton hired to put together the fake Russian dossier. The Perkins Coie, Coie, every say their name, the Perkins firm, same firm that's in the middle of corruption with Hillary Clinton, the Russian dossier. That's who Ohio State has hired to come back with a report about whether or not Jim Jordan was told about this alleged harassment and didn't do enough about it. And this gets me back to fighting for America. The reason that all these allegations are coming out now, decades later, is because the Democrat media mob in this country sees how strong a Speaker of the House Jim Jordan will be, could be. They see him as a threat. They know he knows what happened. He's most informed among among almost everyone in Congress what happened with the DOJ and the FBI and all their shenanigans with Trump and the, uh, the Russian dossier and the FISA warrants and all of that. This is what Jim Jordan knows. So this is one of the Democrat media smear jobs that... I am really cannot wait to see some Republicans stand up, call hogwash on it, cut it off, and let his possible path to speakership move forward. I'm Debbie George Jass, America Can We Talk. We come back after the break. We have our top of the hour, Cruise to the News. Come right back. 